0: And if you would, just turn over to the next book of the Bible, the book of Proverbs, Proverbs chapter number one, Proverbs chapter number one. We're going to continue on with our series uh, going through the book of Proverbs. And this is more of a subject study through the book of Proverbs, looking at principles and themes uh, that are found interspersed in the book of Proverbs. Proverbs deals with uh, many different areas of life and um, really shows us how we can live wisely and how we can apply God's wisdom to every area of life. And that should be our desire. You know, we ought to you know, desire to take God's word, to take God's truth as wisdom. And again, get to a point in our life where every area of our life... Uh, again is done according to the word of god is done according to the wisdom of god's word and that's a process again We and none of us will arrive there perfectly again, but that's what we are striving for we're striving uh, To live out the wisdom of god within our lives uh, The past two weeks i've done an introduction if you haven't uh, Listened to those sermons i'd encourage you to go back and listen to those those are on our, our sermon pages uh and we looked primarily at verses 1 down to verse number 6 and just kind of gave uh, some background information, talked about what Proverbs are, uh, talked about uh, the benefits of the book of Proverbs, various things like that. And uh, uh, tonight I want to begin by reading verse number 7. We're not going to exclusively be on verse 7. We're going to be going to multiple many other verses. Uh, but this is the jumping off point I want to begin with here. Verse 7 the bible says here the fear of the lord is the beginning of knowledge all right so very similar to what we just read in psalm 111 but fools despise wisdom and instruction let's pray father we come before you lord and god we thank you again for the time you've given us just to open up your precious word and lord just to be able to uh, lord get a glimpse get a look into the mind of god and lord uh, your revelation to us i pray god that you would Lord, give us understanding. Help us, Lord, to have hearts that are receptive to the truth of your word. Tender hearts, Lord, humble hearts, Lord, hungry hearts, Lord. And God, I do pray, Lord, that you would be glorified and honored. Help me as I teach and as I preach tonight. Lord, give me clarity in my thoughts and in my words just to faithfully uh, communicate your word, Lord, to your people. And may you be glorified in it, I pray in Jesus' name. Alright, so tonight I, again we have the introduction behind us. I want to uh, begin uh, really the subject studies I want to begin looking at the themes that are found throughout the book of Proverbs And uh, tonight again we, we we find our first theme here in verse number 7 And this is a theme that is really a, a dominant theme. It is a foundational theme It is a, a, a theme or a phrase that you find over and over again through the Bible uh, But especially here And the book of proverbs which is what we're going to be concerned with tonight we're not going to be looking at other you know other books of the bible just we're going to be sticking here in the book of proverbs Uh, but that is that principle that theme is the fear of the lord the fear of the lord Uh, what is the fear of the lord you know what what are the characteristics of the fear of the lord why is the fear of the lord so important so vital uh, so essential so foundational to uh, Uh, The walk of the believer, you know, it is again, I'll just say that at the outset of the of the sermon here tonight, the fear of the Lord is foundational to a right view of God, to how we approach God and also to how we respond to the Lord as well. All right. So again, unless this is this is step number one. All right. This is this is discipleship one on one right here. Uh, this is, you know, this is the first hurdle to jump over. This is an area that you have to get down. That is a cultivating a fear of God within your life if you desire to grow, you know, if you desire to respond rightly uh, to the revelation of God's word. So a couple of things. First of all, I want to answer the question, what is the fear of the Lord? What is the fear of the Lord? The word fear uh, comes from a Hebrew word and Strong's. Uh, Strong Concordance defines it as reverence. All right. So, again, the primary thought here is that of coming before God uh, with a sense of reverence, with a sense of awe, with a sense of respect, you know, highly esteeming God for who he is. And we also find here in this phrase, the object of our fear, the object of our reverence. And again, that's seen in the phrase of the Lord. All right. That word Lord is Jehovah. All right. So again, the fear of the Lord for fearing Jehovah, uh, you know, respecting him, highly esteeming him, coming before him with a sense of reverence. I'll give you a couple of definitions uh, that I think are clear and helpful. This is from uh, the Believer's Bible Dictionary, and it, it says that the fear of the Lord is as follows, that fear, reverence and esteem for God's holiness and power, which results in obedience to God's. Will. So it's fear, it's reverence, it's esteem for who God is, His character, His power, His holiness. And the response of the fear of God is obedience. If I fear God, I am going to want to honor God. I am going to want to please God. Somebody who doesn't fear God, again, they have no interest in in obedience to the Lord. That is why this is so foundational because if you have that fear of God in your heart, Again, that is a desire you are going to want. And you're going to want to submit yourself to the Lord. Uh, the second one is a little bit longer. Uh, this is by a man by the name of Charles Bridges. And he says that the fear of God, it is that affectionate reverence uh, by which the child of God bends himself humbly and carefully to his father's law. His wrath is so bitter and his love is so sweet that hence springs an earnest desire to please him And because of the danger of coming short from his own weakness and temptations, a holy watchfulness and fear that he might not sin against him. All right. So again, a lot of again, a lot of truth right there. Now, that's a long one. You probably don't have time uh, to write that down. Again, if you want me to send you these these definitions, I can. I can send you the PowerPoint slides if you'd like me to. All right, but let's continue on. And the second question is, why is the fear of the Lord so important? All right, so again, what's the big deal? Again, what's, why are we making such a big deal about the fear of the Lord? Well, the fear of the Lord, it's, it's vital. It's vitally important for us, uh, again, in, in how we think about God. It affects our thoughts. It affects our knowledge of God, spiritual knowledge, but also how we respond to God. All right. Again, how we you know apply God's wisdom to our lives. So it's foundational to how we think about God and how we respond to God. Uh, and it's connected with knowledge. It's connected with wisdom. Like I said earlier, this is uh, really discipleship 101. This is lesson number one in God's school of discipleship. All right. So again, this is the first step. This is. Uh, You know, this is ground level. This is foundational. This is essential. If we are going to honor the Lord, if we are going to esteem him and give him the honor that is due to his name. Let me share a couple of verses uh, with you. Again, as we've as I've stated, this is the starting point for wisdom and knowledge. If somebody wants true spiritual knowledge and somebody wants true wisdom, it begins right here. It begins with a reverence for God, a respect for God you know, esteeming the Lord, which also is seen in esteeming his word, a desire to obey God, again, all of that is going to lead to a place of wisdom. Proverbs 1 7, the Bible says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. But fools, we'll talk about that later on, the second part of the verse, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. All right, so this isn't the 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 middle way point of attaining knowledge. This isn't the ending point of attaining knowledge. No, this is the starting point. This is the beginning. This is you know right out of the hurdles. This is the first thing right out of the uh, again right into the race again. This is the first thing that needs to be learned is the fear of the Lord. Proverbs two five says, "Then shalt thou understand the fear of the Lord and find." The knowledge of God. All right. So the fear of the Lord and then the knowledge of God. Proverbs nine ten says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and the knowledge of the holy is understanding. All right. So, again, we have the same concept there. Spiritual knowledge, uh, the wisdom of God. It begins with the fear of the Lord. Right, this is this is the starting point this is step number one in fearing the Lord and that is why you know you, you take a secular education you know an education that is based upon the religion of secular humanism you know where Maine is supreme and God is dethroned you know the, the, the idea that that Maine is the measure of all things rather than God, Again, it's not going to impart true spiritual knowledge and wisdom. All right, that's a whole other topic we get into. Again, but we understand that a true education must begin with this right here. A true education must begin with the fear of the Lord. Again, if, a, if an education does not begin with the fear of the Lord, it's already missed the mark from the beginning. It's already been built upon you know, a sandy foundation rather than a rock-solid foundation. But sadly, you know, that's what you see within the government schools of today. You know, you see a foundation that is built upon not God's wisdom, not the fear of the Lord, but man's wisdom. You know, man is the measure of all things, secular humanism, you know, rather than uh, the fear of God. The reformer, Martin Luther, recognized this truth, and he, he said this. And I mean, uh, consider the fact that he, wasn't, he didn't say this 10 years ago. He said this in the 1500s. You know, but he said this about about education. He said, I am afraid uh, that the schools will prove the very gates of hell unless they diligently labor in explaining the holy scriptures and engraving them in the heart of the youth. Now, again, that's that's fascinating. You know, he said that back in the back in the 1500s. All right. Not in the 1900s. Whenever you had, you know, John Dewey and, you know, all these Philosophies, secular philosophies that were entering into American education at that time. Again, but he said, again he said it back in the 1500s. The schools will prove the very gates of hell, again unless they diligently labor in explaining the holy scriptures and engraving them in the heart of the youth. So he understood this foundational principle: an education that doesn't begin with the fear of the Lord. Is, is an education that is not going to lead young people to God, but is going to be an education that leads young people away from God. And that's a tragedy. And we see that especially in our nation in our day and age. Let's continue on. Uh, what are the benefits of the fear of the Lord? The Bible makes it clear that there is a reward. There are blessings. There are benefits that result uh, when we learn to fear God. Let me give you a couple of verses. Number one, Proverbs 1027. The Bible says, The fear of the Lord prolongeth days, but the years of the wicked shall be shortened. Alright, the fear of the Lord prolongeth days, but the years of the wicked shall be shortened. Alright, now remember what we talked about at the intro. Now the Proverbs, you have to understand how to interpret a proverb. A proverb is not a promise, a proverb is a general principle generally applied that has a general result all right there's been many godly people god-fearing people that have died at a young age all right so this isn't saying that if somebody dies young that that they didn't fear the lord that's that's not what it's saying but what it is saying is that generally speaking this is true Uh, generally speaking it is true that those who fear god again do have a prolonging of of days Again, and vice versa, again, those who, you know, live for sin and who destroy their body, you know, with, with, with gluttony and, and, and laziness and drugs and alcohol, again, they, they tend to live, live shorter lives, all right? Again, because they're not living according to the principles of God's word. So generally speaking, yes, uh, we see that this is a benefit. Proverbs 14:26. The Bible says, "In the fear of the Lord is strong confidence. And his children shall have a place of refuge. Fearing God, learning the fear of God, gives a believer a confident attitude in life. Not self-confidence, but confidence, again, in the Lord. All right, It's a confidence, again, that, that recognizes uh, why I am here, why I exist, and where I am going. I'm not just wandering aimlessly through life. No, I have purpose in life. I have direction in life. I know who made me. I know why I was created. I know why I am living. I know where I am going. Again, it it gives me stability. It gives me an an attitude of confidence within this life. There's purpose and direction uh, in the fear of God. Proverbs 14, 27, the next verse, it says... The fear of the Lord is a fountain of life to depart from the snares of death. All right. So this is the idea of a a fountain, something that is continually flowing. All right. There there is a fullness of life uh, to those who fear the Lord, to those who walk in the fear of the Lord. Uh, Proverbs 19.23 uh, the Bible says, "The fear of the Lord tendeth to life." All right, we've seen that word "life" over and over again. The fear of the Lord tendeth to life, and he that hath it shall abide satisfied, and he shall not be visited with evil. All right, so the fear of the Lord tends to life. Again, it, it, it's those who have it abide satisfied. All right, they they are content in life. Right, they, they found the reason for why they exist. Their souls are satisfied in God. And he should not be visited with evil. Right? So there is, a, there is a divine protection by God. God is watching over our steps through this life. Let's continue on. Proverbs 22.4. The Bible says, By humility and the fear of the Lord are riches, honor, and life. All right, so there, there are spiritual riches in knowing God. All right, there are spiritual riches that, again, those who don't fear God know nothing of. And those who have walked with God, again, understand that. We recognize that, again, for anything that we've given up in the world, I mean, we Christ has paid us back a hundredfold you know, with, with spiritual blessings you know, in Christ. There, there is honor in the fear of the Lord. There is, again, that word life. There is life in the fear of the Lord. Let's continue on, though. Uh, To our next question, that is, what are the characteristics of walking in the fear of the Lord? What are the characteristics of walking in the fear of the Lord? Again, what will be seen in my life, again, as I walk in the fear of the Lord? Uh, The fear of the Lord will lead a person, again, to respond rightly uh, to God, yes, but also to evil. All right. Uh, Somebody who fears God will oppose evil. Uh, Somebody who fears God will turn away from evil. Uh, they will they will have you know a a a displeasure you know towards evil. The Bible says in Proverbs eight thirteen. The Bible says the fear of the Lord is to hate evil. All right. Again, there, there is a a holy hatred. You know, if if I if I love God, I'm going to hate the things that are opposed to God. And that, there's nothing again that is that is a biblical concept. You know, again, if I love God, I am going to love life; therefore, I am going to hate death. All right. Again, if I love God, I am going to love peace, and I am going to hate you know that which is uh, violence. You know, Proverbs eight thirteen, it says here it says it it classifies this evil into three categories. All right. Listen as I read this verse again. Proverbs eight thirteen, the fear of the Lord is to hate evil. The verse says, pride. All right, so the evil attitude of pride and arrogancy and the evil way and the froward mouth do I hate. All right, so we see here that the fear of the Lord, again, teaches us, again, to hate the evil attitude of pride, evil way of life, and evil use of words. Let's continue on. We also see Proverbs There's those things I mentioned, Proverbs 16, 6. Uh, The Bible says, By mercy and truth, iniquity is purged. And by the fear of the Lord, men depart from evil. All right, so we see here the fear of God does a couple of things. The fear of God, number one, it affects one's attitude uh, so that one hates evil. All right, again, I, I love what God loves. I hate what God hates. Uh, but also it affects one's actions. Right, not only do I hate evil, but I also turn away from evil. Again, I am not. Again, I, I don't have an affinity towards that which is displeasing to the Lord. Right, again, I don't have an affinity towards that which you know, God again God is against. Again, I am going to be against that as well. But not only the attitude, but also it will affect my actions. All right. So an attitude. I hate evil. But also my actions, I will depart from evil. All right? I will turn away from evil as I walk in the fear of the Lord. All right? So there's an avoidance of evil within one's life, within one's walk, within one's words, within one's you know, attitude, within one's home. Uh, there's going to be an avoidance of evil as somebody walks in the fear of the Lord. Again, I'm not going to see how close I can get to the line. You know, Before I step over, I'm going to stay far from the line. Right, because I again I know my weakness. I know the weakness of my flesh, and again I, I don't want to dishonor the name of my Savior. Again, I, I don't want to displease my heavenly Father as again as a child of God, and therefore the fear of the Lord is going to teach me. Again, I don't want to run with evil. I don't run, want to run in the pack of those who are you know heading going headlong into into sin and into evil. No, I want to do what's right, you know, I want to stand for the Lord. I want to live rightly. I want to, you know, think rightly and speak rightly and live rightly, you know. And again, all these are characteristics of somebody who fears the Lord. So in closing, I want to answer this question here. How can I know that I truly fear the Lord? How can I know that I truly fear God? Number one, again, do I have a reverence for the Lord? do I have a respect for God you know do I do I speak of God do I speak about God respectfully you know do I do I treat God's word respectfully do I esteem highly the Word of God do I esteem highly the name of God do I esteem highly you know the assembly of God you know the the, the church you know, do I esteem the things that God esteems do I respect do I reverence the name of god sadly the trend in much of you know contemporary american professing christianity is you know in the opposite direction you know a you know turning the church into a circus you know turning the church into an entertainment club into a rock show you know amusing the goats rather than feeding uh, the sheep Uh, again tickling people's ears giving them what they want to hear um, a, a sense of you know, a casual approach to God, a, a flippancy regarding the things of God. Again, but what's happened? You know, we've lost the fear of God. We've lost the fear of God. No, if, if we fear God, we are going to, you know, have reverence, not flippancy about God. We are going to recognize who it is we're coming before. You know, again, this is, this is the God of the universe. You know, this is the one who has... Again, who has all power and authority. You know, he deserves our respect. Number two, do I have a genuine hatred of evil? Do I have a genuine hatred of evil? You know, it it should bother us. You know, it should bother us what is going on, you know, in our nation. But not only in our nation. Again, that's easy, you know, to be bothered by that. You know, we should be bothered by the own sin, by, by by our own sin. You know, that still lurks within our hearts. Yeah, that should bother us. Yeah, that that should, uh, again, we should have you know, a, a, a desire to, to rid ourselves, again, of all that is displeasing to the Lord. Again, it should bother us. You know, we, we've come to a day and age where, you know, people don't even blush at sin anymore. Again, back in the day, you know, people would, would sin, but uh, there was a sense of shame about it. You know, it was, but now sin is just out in the open. That's what everyone does, you know, just join, join the party. That's what everyone's doing. But there's no shame. You know, there's no blushing. There's no, uh, there's no sorrow over sin in our day and age. But the Christian, again, must not adopt the mentality of the world and take a casual approach to sin. You no, know, again, the Bible says, ye that fear the Lord hate evil. You know, again it should it should something should rise up within us, you know, as we see the name of God blasphemed. Yeah, as we see you know the the, the blood the innocent blood that is shed, you know, through the abortion industry, you know, within our own nation. You know, whenever we 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 see, you know, just the the rebellion against God, you know, within our nation, but like I said, even within our own hearts as well. Uh, number three, do I have a genuine desire to obey the Lord? Do I have a genuine desire to obey the Lord when I fear God? It is going to lead me to a place where, again, I sincerely want to please the Lord. Am I going to do it perfectly? No, I'm not. All right. But again, the desire is there. Again, and as I grow, again, I should be growing in obedience. Again, as as a son, you know, delights in pleasing his father. So a, a child of God should delight in pleasing his heavenly father. You know, and recognizing how good you know God has been to us, God has God has lavished us with you know his good and perfect gifts from on high, you know, and we ought to respond with hearts of God, you know what? I want to live my life, you know, honoring to you. I want to live my life in a way that brings you glory and that brings you honor. And this kind of summarizes it, this last question here. Do I love what God loves and hate what God hates? All right, do I love what God loves? And do I hate what God hates? Again, the fear of the Lord, the beginning of knowledge, the beginning of wisdom. This is foundational. This is this is the starting point. And that's why again we began here tonight. Let's pray. Father, we come before you, Lord, and God I do pray you would take your word. And Lord, I pray, God, that you would help us to respond rightly to it tonight. Lord, I pray that you would just continue to cultivate within us the fear of God and and Lord, just a sense of of reverence and respect and Lord, just a desire to honor and exalt you, Lord, with our lives. God, you've been so good to us. You've been so gracious to us, Lord. As uh, Lord, as a child of God, Lord, you have Lord given grace upon grace, Lord. And I do pray, Lord, that we would live lives, uh, Lord, not, not trying to merit something, Lord, as we understand grace is, is unmerited a favor, uh, Lord, but out of gratitude for all you've done for us, Lord, just uh, striving to live lives that bring you glory and honor, Lord. We need, Lord, we need Christians in this day and age. We need Christians in this generation, Lord. God, who will, Lord, just uh, uh, Lord, just be, be sold out for Christ. Lord, who will uh, live lives fully committed to Christ. Lord, to striving to apply your wisdom and your word, the truth of your word, to every area of life. And Lord, help us as we grow, God. Lord, just to uh, continue honoring you. And I pray this in Jesus' name.